My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone out there, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. Thank you so much for joining me again today. We have a beautiful day out there, bright sunshine here in uh, the Western North Carolina area, broadcasting live for you here. Today, I really want to answer your questions. So please, uh, you can join me here today on on Facebook Live. I have uh, been more... Uh, consistent now about uh, just about all of my radio shows are now on Facebook Live as well. And uh, and so you're welcome to join me there with your questions. I would very much like to hear from you. Um, I'm just uh, looking up some some questions that have been sent in. You can always find me on uh, on Facebook at Dominic Drew Coaching. Okay. Um, That's the the tag of the uh, URL for me. Uh, you're welcome to put your questions there. You can always send in questions, uh, feedback, comments, whatever it is that you feel uh, would be helpful for you. Um, I always like to have people calling in and, and giving me their live questions because I really want to be a resource for you here. This is really what, uh, what this show is about for me. So again, my name is Dominique Drew. I'm a men's relationship coach. I help single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And uh, <clears throat> My business is Domini Drew Coaching. As I said, you can find me on Facebook at that handle or just at Domini Drew. I'm also at Domini Drew on Twitter and on Instagram. That's D-O-M-I-N-E-Y-D-R-E-W. So if, uh, so if you're inclined today, please go ahead and feel free to reach out. Um, I have some questions already lined up here that I really want to answer, but first I'll just give a little introduction of that to you. And, uh, and what I do so that you have an idea of what exactly it is to send in. So, as I said, my name is Dominique Drew. I focus on helping single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And, you know, what I'm primarily working with in my business is I really help um, single men understand how they're holding themselves back from what they want. Okay, so I I do that via an eight-week course. I have an eight-week course called The Art of Attraction. And what that really does is it teaches you how to attract a significant relationship into your life, okay? That ideal woman that you've been seeking, um, whether you're struggling in the dating scene or you're struggling to hold on to a relationship or even to attract a woman in the first place or even to have the self-confidence, you know, to reach out and, um, 
and 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 have that be you know such an active such an active thing. Okay. So <clears throat> as I said, you can join me on Facebook Live, and always welcome to do that. Um, I'm looking at I'm currently broadcasting on Facebook now, and I really enjoy that because I really like taking the questions live. As I said, um, usually I'll have a, sort of a, a topic that I go over for the week, and you know, really go into some depth with, with so that you guys can really understand what it is that I'm, that I'm, you know, I can really go into one issue more deeply. And that's really my, my goal. You know, the levels that I work on tend to be more the spiritual psychology levels, right? The levels of, um, uh, the, uh, the subconscious. Okay. Like you're an intelligent human being. I'm willing to guess. Okay. So that means that if you could understand, if you could logically solve the problem that you have with dating, then you would have done so already, right? Because you're not an idiot. You understand how, thing, how these things go, right? So the reason why you haven't been able to solve your dating issues is because they're not happening on the surface level, okay? Every once in a while, it's a matter of, oh, what, you know, what do I say and things like that. But honestly, you know, it's not really even about what you say, okay? Because, you know, about... Um, I think it's uh, 80% of communication is actually nonverbal, right? So it's how you, how, what, what you're communicating beyond the actual words. And that's important because when you're, you know, even if you're doing everything right, you still won't be getting the results that you want, right? You still won't be getting the, you still won't be getting the, the effects. Okay. You're doing everything right. You can't point to anything that you're doing wrong, but you're still not getting the results. Right. So I want to talk today about why exactly that is. Okay. So here I want to go into this a little bit more. Okay. Somebody writing in on, uh, on Facebook. So let me just get this question here. Okay. So, so again, you know, this is really about looking at the, at the deeper levels. Okay. What is happening subconsciously that you don't necessarily want, okay. To, to be expressing. All right. So you communicate with somebody, you do everything right. Okay. You say the right things and you, um, and you, uh, you say the right things, you act the right way. You're confident in yourself. Sometimes it just doesn't end up getting you the results, right? And so I have this happen a lot. I have a lot of clients come to me who really have no um, sense of what they're doing wrong, right? Which I mean, partially is kind of obvious because um, because if they knew what the problem was, they would have fixed it by now, right? So again, these things are going on underneath the surface. They're happening on a subconscious level and that's extremely powerful, okay? Your subconscious level is very powerful. In fact, it's more powerful than your uh, conscious mind. Which is why 
if you, you know, let's say you have an underlying belief that you're, you know, you're worthless, okay, something that's sort of negative about yourself. It doesn't matter how many times you look in the mirror and say, you're worth something, okay? That doesn't do anything. The reason it doesn't do anything is because you know, you know on some level that's not true. Now, that knowing is not accurate, okay? You're worth absolutely everything, right? But you've already decided in your, in your deep subconscious that you need to, you know, that you're worthless. So it doesn't matter how much you say it, okay? It's just not going to, it's not going to produce any results, right? So, so the subconscious is more powerful. It's more powerful than the conscious mind, okay? And it's also out of your control. So, this, so the important thing there is that, again, if you knew what the problem was, you would have fixed it, right? If, it's for, if this were a conscious problem, you're intelligent, you talk to your friends, you read books, you look up things online. If this were able to be solved, you know, if you had a dating issue that, you know, was within your grasp to, to solve, you would have done so already. So the reason why you're doing everything right, you're not getting any results, is because there's something going on in the subconscious level, okay? There's something going on. It's causing you to work against yourself. So if you, you take a big step forward and you say, you know what, I'm going to work on my self-confidence. I'm going to tell myself that I'm worth something every day. It's not that that's a bad exercise. Some people actually can get results. At a certain point, once you've found the underlying belief, then that exercise can help. But the reason why, for example, a lot of people struggle with the secret, right? Not getting any results and they make fun of it. You know, just uh, you can't just think things and then they'll happen. Okay. And that is true. Okay. You can, however, believe things and they will happen. And the belief level is what I'm talking about on the subconscious level, on the subconscious, okay? So the reason why things like the secret tend not to work that well is because um, they, because you're, you're saying, with your, you're deciding with your conscious mind something that is against what's in your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind will win out every time. And that's really, that's really where, it, where it, you see the effects. So if you're just like, I don't know why the secret isn't working for me. I'm, you know, telling myself I'm wonderful every single day when I get up. Great. But until you do the underlying work as well, you won't feel results from that. Okay. So you really, um, does that make sense? It's really very important. They're two totally different levels and they're both very much alive in you. And one, it's just totally blocking the other. Okay. So. When you decide you want to go out on a date, you want to meet a woman, you want to, you know, whether it's settling down or one night stand or whatever it is that you want to attract into your life, if you are unable to do it, then you've got something underneath the surface that's holding you back, right? And if any of you guys have questions out there that are watching right now, um, please feel free to write them in the box and I can answer them live today. That's sort of today's topic is we're just going to do question and answer. So I've got some lined up that I'm going to use. But if you have some that are live, um, please go ahead and ask, and I'll go ahead and address them right here on the call. So, <clears throat> so I tend to work on that subconscious level because it's more powerful, okay? I work in dating. I work in helping single men attract life partners, things like that. But what I'm really teaching is, um, is, is how to stop self-sabotaging, okay? So I've actually used the same process that I use now with men dating. I've used it for many other topics in the past, okay? Because it's all the same process. The fact of the matter is we're getting you out of your own way so that you can create something in the future, 
Okay. You can actually get what you want. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm actively, actually teaching. Okay. So the way that I do that is I really look back at, um, at how you have evolved from a child, from a child age. Okay. So when we're young, we have an experience early on. Okay. That tends to be kind of traumatic. Okay. And what I mean by trauma is not necessarily, you know, neglect or abuse or abandonment or anything like that. Although if those things happen to you when you were a child, then those certainly can cause, you know, a, a, a person's wounding. But from a, um, even if you didn't have any of those experiences as a child, you still had a wounding experience, okay? Which is basically just an experience where you as a child felt that your life was threatened, Okay. Um, which is, if you can imagine it as a child, is not that difficult to do, right? So if your parents left on a vacation and you didn't know whether or not they were coming back, right? Or something, you know, happens, discord happens in the family and you can, you know, children are extremely sensitive to that type of thing. You can feel the shift and all of a sudden, you know, your you're sort of safe little world isn't so safe anymore and you, you have this sort of realization, right? And when you have that realization, you, you draw a conclusion. Okay, this is every human on the planet right now, by the way. There's no exceptions to this. So you draw this conclusion, okay? We talked earlier about, oh, I'm not worth anything, or I'm, you know, I'm unlovable, or I'm, you know, whatever it is that you feel is, um, is important. Um, excuse me, not, not to feel as important, but whatever sort of feels like it resonates to you. That's what I mean by feeling important. Um, so if you are, you know, I... I'm just, I'm not worth anything. Nobody, nobody's going to want me. And you go out and you go into the dating scene, you really truly believe that, then that's what will communicate. Okay. Even if you do everything right, that is what will communicate because that's what you really believe. That's what's really strong. It's really strong. Then. So, um, so, so you have these experiences, you create this limiting belief and then you stick with it. Okay. Um, so if you, uh, if you have an experience at that age and then you, um, and then you draw a conclusion to it. So let's say that, that, you know, destabilization happens in your family and you draw a conclusion that it's, it's because of you. And if you, you know, because you truly, they can be anything. I'm just trying to think of something random here. Um, so if you've got destabilization in the family, um, and you are kind of a, a mischievous kid, you might feel like it's your fault, okay? Like if you had been better, then um, the family would have stayed together or whatever, right? And so <clears throat> then you draw that conclusion. That conclusion might sound something like, uh, I'm too much, okay? People can't handle me. If I show my real self, I'll destroy the world. I mean, it's like these sort of like wide arching statements. One will feel true to you. Okay. And the wording actually is quite important, but it'll be something like that. Okay. Like, oh, I'm too much. Or like in some way you sort of, I cause this, I'm too much. And so you see when I was just myself, my family fell apart and you sort of draw that conclusion. And of course it's not accurate in any way, shape or form. Right. But it is um, very powerful. And so you carry that for the rest of your life. So if your belief is that you're too much and you keep buttoned down all the time, you're going to be miserable in a couple of decades, right? Because, um, because you're, um, you're, you're believing something that isn't true. You're not too much, that that's not accurate. That's just what you saw as a child. 
So then when you go through life and you say, oh, I'm too much, I'm going to, you're going to hold back. That can cause a lot of things. It could cause depression. You're literally depressing emotions. That's what depression is. Okay. Um, depression is actually a couple of things. Let's talk about this. Um, depression and anxiety. If you find that you are, um, that you are depressed, okay, you are perpetually depressed, two things to check. One is there are probably emotions in there that you're not letting out. Okay. There are emotions in there that get literally get depressed. Okay. Pushing them down. And that makes you feel weighted and heavy. And the energy flow isn't able to move through you because you're, you're holding it in. Okay. Because you're not releasing those emotions. Okay. Very important. Emotions are, are waves. They're, they're, they follow a wave pattern. Okay. So if your favorite dog died, right, or your, or your family member or something happens there where there's grief, okay, um, you know, you'll, it will be really, really high a lot in the beginning and then it will come down and it'll go really, really high for a little less time. And, and it sort of have this wave pattern and then gradually the waves will get a little smaller and a little bit further in between and it will sort of go, go from there, okay? So you have this sort of experience of, um, of the, the wave increasing and decreasing. And if you don't allow it to do that, if you restrict it, I can't take any more pain, I'm going to stop it right now, then you've stopped the flow and they don't move through. Okay, that's what happens when people grieve, or, or excuse me, when people don't grieve properly, then, um, then they'll, they'll get stuck in it. Okay, they'll either start dwelling on the pain, Okay, they'll sort of wrap themselves up in it and not let it go, right? They're holding under the wave. They're holding it high at that point, or they're not even letting the pain come through their system. They're holding it low. Okay, either way, you're restricting your natural um, flow of emotions, and that will cause depression. Okay. The other thing to look for in, if you're experiencing depression is being focused on the past. Okay. There are a number of spiritual paths that focus on being present okay when you're present you're just there you're in an and it, it is what it is type of space when you tend to focus a lot on the past it leads to depression if you tend to focus a lot on the future you tend to experience anxiety okay these two things are very strongly linked to focusing on the past and focusing on the future, okay? So if you experience either of those two things, you know, be aware of that. You know, if you're always worried about what's coming, that's not a useful emotion. It doesn't prepare you for the future, okay? It doesn't, it doesn't um, you know, it doesn't help you, it doesn't logically help you prepare. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make the situation any better. It's just useless worry, okay? Guilt is another one. Guilt is a profoundly useless emotion. It doesn't really move through you. It doesn't really teach you anything. It doesn't really evolve your soul. It kind of just sort of holds, you know, holds, holds things where they are, okay? So that's just something to be aware of. It's depression and anxiety that, that, has, um, that a lot of people don't know and can be really very powerful. Okay, so we've got a question that has, um, that has come up here. So um, David says, I have recently discovered I have some serious health issues. Is it wrong to pursue long-term love relationships when my time is now no longer open-ended? So this is really up to you, okay? 
if you've communicated clearly, then you know how to spend your time is up to you and your love, right? So if you, um, you know, if you're you're in a long time, are you in? Are you? I don't know if you're in a relationship right now or not. But if you're in a relationship right now and you're wondering whether or not to end it, um, you know, here's the potential gift in a situation like that. Okay, you now know. You now know. what the next period of time looks like for you, okay? As far as length of time, right? The rest of us are living in total unknown. My recommendation there would be to sit down and see how it is that you want to spend the rest of that time, okay? The person that you're in that relationship with, if you are in a long-term relationship, how perfect is it? Because if it were me, and this is just me, I wouldn't waste a goddamn moment. I would find the person that I really want to be with, and I would not leave their side. I'm also a very relationship-focused person, right? So to me, the idea of choosing anything over a great relationship is just kind of seems crazy. You know, like, I'd love to be with that person, but, you know, my job has taken me this way. It's like, I don't know, make it work. I think that to me, it's just, it's such an important thing. such a hard thing to find. So, you know, is it wrong to pursue long-term relationships? No, of course not. Of course not. Um, by all means, communicate, you know, say what's going on. It's, it's up to you and it's up to her whether or not you guys want to, you know, pursue something longer term, whether or not you want to um, engage. Okay. Um, I've been in situations where, um, you know, the relationship itself had an end point, right? The, the partner I had was, was leaving and I struggled, you know, I, I had to decide, okay, who do I want to be in this moment? This is always, always, always what it's about. Always what it's about. Who do you want to be in this moment, in this situation? Don't worry about the situation. Stop trying to change a situation. It flat out leads nowhere. Okay. That's just not, it's not useful for you. Okay. Who do you want to be in the face of reality? Stop arguing with reality. Stop wishing it were some other way. Stop putting shoulds on the rest of the world. The amount of goddamn time that is wasted in this practice is extraordinary. Okay. It's just not useful. Okay. Don't do it. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. It is what it is. It is not your job nor your right to change reality. Okay. You choose what you want to do given life's circumstances. Okay. Stop trying to change life's circumstances and decide how you want to respond. That's the goal. Okay. So you've just gotten some news. Okay. Now you know how much longer you're going to live. Great. How do you want to spend that time? Okay. This, this can be an opportunity to just 
to drop all the bullshit, all of the shoulds. I mean, you are free of shoulds or free of shoulds anyway, but, but for you, especially, you know, if you have the situation, I just found out I have this, this long to live. What do I want to do? What do you want to do? That is the conversation to have with yourself now. What is exactly what you want to do? What do you want to have accomplished? What do you want? Where do you want to have gone? You know, what are you unwilling to go without? You know, you know, early in my, uh, in my life, um, I, I struggled very much with, uh, with depression and, uh, and I was suicidal several times and, uh, which I'm, I'm sorry to say is, is not particularly uncommon for, for people in my, in my country. Um, and, you know, I, I found over the years, I found, I decided not to do it. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but what I ended up doing was I, um, I started getting really excited actually about that place. And this sounds absolutely crazy. But when I, when I got to that point, when things got so bad for me in my head that I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out of here. Oh God, the freedom that came from that place. The freedom. Nothing held me anymore. Truly, if I'm at the point where I'm willing to take my own life, well then to hell with all of the expectations and the shoulds and the things I think I ought to do with my life. All of the shit that was getting to me to this place in the first place, it just lost all its meaning. It just lost. It had no... Well, if, if that's the case, I mean, if it's either this or don't live at all, then damn, maybe I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Okay. And that, that freedom was absolutely intoxicating. And I, and I, I came up with a plan. I said, okay, if I ever feel this way again, then I'm going, I had a specific location that I don't think I've ever shared with anyone um, on the planet where I would go and I would stay there. And it's like, that's my, my runaway. That's my, when things get so bad, I can't handle shit. It's so bad that I'm thinking about taking my own life. And I just flipped it. And I don't even, nobody taught me this. I just did it. I just did it. I just learned it on my own. Um, I thought, okay, great. Well, then if that's the case, there's no more stakes. Well, in that case, let's, let's go to, you know, some tropical island or some mountain. I mean, it's like they're, all bets are off, right? So you have no more, so, so to this question, you, know, you have no more obligations in a way, in a certain way of looking at the situation, you could see it that way. So all of the things that you think you should be doing or that you would be chastising yourself for if you didn't have this happening, you, you have the opportunity to drop all that if you want. So as far as pursuing long-distance relationships or long-term relationships, it's, it's entirely up to you. It's what do you and she want to do? Does that help? Because it's really, it's really about how you want to spend your time. And the gift, of course, here is that you know how much time is left. So how you want to spend your time is utterly up to you. And you don't have to apologize to anyone for it. And obviously, again, this is all the case normally, but we just normally forget and we subject ourselves to shoulds and to ought tos and all these kinds of things, right? So 
So that's a really powerful place. That can be a very powerful place to evolve. Right? And also people survive things a lot more than we're led to believe. You know, I know a lot of people who have, who have gotten, um, you know, who have, who have gotten diagnoses that, you know, they're supposed to live this long and nobody told them that, you know? So it's, it doesn't need to be as solid as it's tempting for that to be. Um, I've also never had that experience, so I can't pretend that I know exactly where it is that you're coming from. But, um, you know, the other thing that I was actually going to cover today is that we really choose, interesting this came up, um, what I was going to talk about uh, earlier today as I was preparing for the, for the show is that, you know, regardless of what happens to us in life, how we respond to it is our choice. Okay, which is kind of like the don't argue with reality thing. But this is from another angle, okay, from an empowerment angle. You can't really stop, you know, what, ha- what happens to you. You can influence it, of course, make certain choices. But once something has happened to you, you choose. You always choose what it is that you want. Okay. So, so if you say, you know, sort of, I, oh, I have all these traumatic events and I have, you know, I was in this abusive relationship and I was in, you know, this uh, negative relationship or, you know, have this negative experience or this person, great. A, you're fine. You're here. B, people have been through worse. C, okay, that sucks. It's really painful. Who do you want to be in this moment? Being, you know, letting yourself feel pain and being a victim are not the same thing. Okay? Being a victim is is sidestepping your own self-responsibility. Okay? That never needs to happen. We do it a lot because self-responsibility is scary. Right? We'd rather kind of blame it on someone else. But... Unfortunately, that doesn't really work because you are the captain of your soul, right? This is up to you. This whole life is up to you. So how you want to respond, how you want to respond is up to you. And that's extremely important and extremely powerful. So if something shitty happens to you, right, or you make some shitty choices and they lead to terrible things, which is like nine times out of 10 when horrible things happen, short of, you know, natural disasters and stuff like that. But we create, I mean, way more of our life experience than we think, even when we're aware that we create some of our life experience. But what's really important there is, again, how we respond. Okay? So don't, don't look at it as, oh, you know, this thing happened to me. And if, if this hadn't happened, then arguing with reality. Don't do it. It did happen. So, whether, so what would have happened had it not happened is irrelevant. <laughs> it's hard to even argue. They have the same argument. <laughs> it's complicated to even argue it. So we're so addicted to this, um, 
to this uh, victimhood. It's just so tempting. It's just so tempting. We're so attached to it that, you know, that we just slide into it at any given time, right? Well, it's not my fault. I was at the bank, actually. I was in the bank earlier today, and this woman ahead of me in line um, was just, you know, one of those people who just, like, did not seem to have her, her stuff together. Do you know what I mean? Like, she just, you know, she was sort of ruffling around for things and couldn't find what she needed, and she was apologizing to the, to the clerk, and she was like, yeah, but, you know, this isn't my fault, right? She's like, I'm sorry about the thing earlier, but that wasn't my fault, right? And he's like, yeah, you know, of course, that's fine. And she said, yeah, but you know that it's not my fault. Like, do you know, do you know that it's not my fault? Like, do you think that was my fault? And she, I mean, he, she probably said it five or six times, just sort of standing there as she's like fussing through her bag and trying to get through. Um, and I found that fascinating. I found that fascinating. I was like, she's so concerned about it not being her fault that unfortunately she's going to stay in that place of it's also not able to be fixed by me. Because the, the, the upside of, of embracing that self-responsibility is that if it's in your power, you're causing a problem in some way, then it's also within your power to fix. So being empowered is always the way that it has to be in order to actually solve the problem, okay? If you just wanna feel badly about the problem, that's totally fine. It's not, however, going to fix the problem, but it is fine, it feels good, there's some negative pleasure in that, which is like, so there aren't just sort of like good feelings and bad feelings in the world, right? Um, energy has an entire spectrum. Emotions are spectrum-y in some ways. But the, the, the significant part, I'm trying to think of exactly how it is, and I want to explain this. So, so empowerment has to happen either way, okay? You have to take control of the situation. And to take control of the situation, you have to admit that it has something to do with you, okay? Because if you don't, then you're powerless to fix it. So the extent to which you are able to take responsibility for your life is the extent to which you're able to influence and adjust it. So let me say that again. The extent to which you are able and willing to take responsibility for your life is the extent to which you are able to influence and adjust your life experience, okay? So you can't be like, oh God, this stuff is happening to me. I feel, you know, I feel this kind of thing and stay in that place because that place doesn't move, okay? You need to sort of stand up, be like, this sucks. Let yourself feel the pain of how much this sucks. This isn't about toughing it out, toughening it out and, pushing your feelings away. This is about letting them go through you. Okay. We all sort of think that like, oh, if you're tough, then you don't have any feelings. Well, actually it's a lot harder to feel that shit, right? To actually let yourself go into and embrace the sort of, you know, <laughs> sort of thing was like nasty, dirty human emotions, right? And so we'd rather just be happy all the time. But again, that's, arguing with reality because what's, what's happening right now in this moment is that you're sad. Okay. So when the, so the, the, the fastest way to get through anything ever is to just stay with it as it comes through your system. So if you're, you know, you're, there's grief, let yourself feel it. It, it. Honestly, it can be scary. It's like, it's like letting yourself 
um, it's like jumping off a cliff. That's what it feels like. Cause you can't see the bottom. You're like, if I open the floodgates, this, this emotion, then I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna get through them basically. And I've had, I've had that feeling. I was like, if I open this door, I'm never gonna, it's never gonna stop. It's just a belief. It's not true. Your emotions are not going to swallow you. Okay. They're not going to hurt you in any way. Sorry. I need to adjust my hair. My, my hair keeps getting in my face. So, so, <clears throat> so, so the extent to which you're able to take responsibility, you know, self-responsibility is the key to self-mastery. It really is. You need to take responsibility for your own actions. Okay. And for nothing else. Okay. Your own life experience, every aspect of it, more than you think, <laughs> but not the other person's. Okay. You cannot, you cannot take responsibility for the way someone else behaves towards you, but you can take it as input. Let me explain. So if you, you know, if you're just like, well, I'm great. I'm happy all the time. Other people are just bitchy and that's always about them. Well, anytime something's a pattern in your life, and I mean, it happens twice. You come across two bitchy people in a row. Take a look at what you're putting out. Okay. Because something will, something is creating that. That's happening somehow. Okay. So if you, um, and the same thing for the way around, if all of a sudden it's like, oh, everything today has just been going so smoothly and so wonderfully, or you know, I'm really not struggling with X, Y, and Z that much this entire month or whatever that is for you. Notice that it's very powerful. Your system, you know, how you see, we see, we see life through the screen of our past experiences and our beliefs and our parenting and our, um, our inner, inner, uh, inner monologue, inner dialogue in our, in our heads and all these sorts of things. And, and that, that sort of creates a screen, right? A way to see the world. And when we see the world that way, um, we, we, we think we're right because we're looking at the, we think we're looking at the same world that everybody else is, but we're actually not right. Two people standing right next to each other. And they've got two totally different life experiences because like experiences in that moment, because they've had completely different lives, completely different values, things like that. Even if your values are very similar, they will be similar in different ways. So if you think that, um, you know, uh, loyalty is important in a relationship, and I think that loyalty is important in a relationship that might be in two different ways. You might feel that loyalty is important because, um, let's see, you know, because you've been, you've been, you know, because that's what you think is a, is a core uh, pillar for a, a strong relationship, right? I might think loyalty is important because I got cheated on 13 times and I'm, you know, it's, it's something that I must have in a relationship before I let myself really fall in love. You can see how that same core value, I can ask you if you feel loyalty is important and I can ask you if you feel loyalty is important. You'll both say yes, but you're coming at it from two totally different ways, okay? So when you say, you know, when you say, oh yeah, loyalty is very important or monogamy is very important or, um, you know, having marriage between a man and a woman is very important. Like whatever your values are, and those aren't mine, but, <laughs> but they do belong to some people, fine. But where is that coming from? Okay, do you believe that marriage is exclusively between a man and a woman because you're terrified of the ideas of, you know, of, of gay marriage? Or you're a guy and you're uncomfortable with gay men because you're afraid they're going to 
hit on you or attack you or something? You know, or do you just feel that, you know, that there's no energy around that and that love can happen in any way and it's not something to be restricted in the world? Whatever. Whatever it is that you believe. This isn't about having certain beliefs. Okay. I have certain beliefs, but so does everyone else. Okay. I don't think that everyone should think like me. Although I do think the world would be a vastly better place if that happened. I'm just tossing that out there, just saying I'm open to it. Um, but, but, but I don't actually walk around in life expecting that to happen. Although maybe I should. Hmm. See? Beliefs. They're in there. So, um, yeah, so, so the thing about, about depression, you know, you're spending focus, focusing your thoughts a lot in the past. Anxiety, focusing your thoughts a lot in the future. Um, taking self-responsibility, letting yourself be with what is, okay? Um, not arguing with reality is probably the most important thing of all of these, okay? You need to let yourself, you know, if you're feeling sad, you're like, I don't want to feel sad now. I want to feel happy because my brother's in town and we want to go out. Okay, you can't, you can't really pretend that you don't feel a certain way. Feelings are authentic. You can push the feeling away, but it won't be a happy evening because that's not accurate. What your system is needing has been clear about. System needs to be sad. Okay. Your system is very complex. There's a lot of things going on. Okay, you've got a physical body. That's tricky to get used to. You've got um, a brain that has all these thoughts and has all these sensations. You've got, um, you know, emotions. You've got mental level. You've got thoughts. You've got beliefs. You've got um, uh, spiritual nature. You've got an energetic, you've got an energy field. Um, and you've got psychology. So, like, really, there's all these, these different levels that kind of create, you know, what it's like to be human. So, you know, being human is not, uh, <laughs> it's not that easy sometimes. It can be tricky. Right? Uh, understand that you're not the only one that feels that way, if you are, in fact, feeling that way. If you're not feeling that way now, that's great. Uh, chances are you've probably felt that way in the past. Um, and it's okay. You know, there's just this sort of learning process and, you know, process of kind of going through. Again, who do you want to be in this moment? But, but, but keep that focus. You keep your focus shifted to, shifted towards trying to change the world around you, then you're going to always be hitting up against resistance. Okay. If you take the world around, you know, if you take this as, you know, okay, well, this is the situation. Here's who I want to be. That's different. Now, let me also say that who you may want to be in the moment may be someone who changes the world around you. That's totally fine. Let me explain. So you're someone who, let's say you see the problem of um, homelessness in the world, or let's just say in the, in the country, in the U.S., um, and you feel you know, very passionately about that. You may say, yep, this is the situation. Homelessness is what it is. I feel like spending my time trying to change that situation. I am, I'm, who am I in this moment? I am someone who feels passionately about changing the homelessness situation in the U.S., fine. There's no distortion in any of that. You'd be very successful if that is your perspective, okay? Here's the alternative. Homelessness is what it is in this, in the, in this country. That brings up a lot of, let's say, maybe abandonment issues for you that are in your psyche from your childhood, okay? Or neglect issues, maybe, or um, hunger issues. I mean, what, whatever it is that triggers for you, 
and you're so uncomfortable with your own emotions that you have to change the world out there before you feel safe inside, that's a whole different dynamic. Does that make sense? So in one of them, you're responding to the situation. I see homelessness. I accept that for what it is. And you know what? I'm going to spend my life trying to change it because that feels good to me. I feel passionate about that. It brings me life. Great. We need people to work on homelessness. That's a thing. Great. Okay. If you're trying to change the world around you because you're uncomfortable with it the way it is, that is different. Okay. If you're trying to change the world around you to make yourself more comfortable, that's different. Okay. So let's bring this back to relationships. So uh, let's see. Um, uh, so there's a, there's a problem in a relationship. You're the guy in the relationship and, um, or excuse me, let's say you're the woman in the relationship and, um, the, you know, the man, uh, let's say needs to, needs to work a lot. Okay. So an intensive job needs to work a lot. Fine. And then you're feeling, you know, insecure. You, you want him to work less because you want to spend more time with him. Two ways you can respond to that. Okay. One is, you know, I, I, I I know you have to work a lot. Um, I'm feeling like I really, I, like I miss you. Um, I need more connection with you. You know, what do you think we can do about that? And then boom, you're changing the situation from that perspective. If I need you to work less because I'm insecure without you or because I don't want to face the part of myself that is actually, that comes up when I'm alone, then I'm trying to change you in order to avoid feeling what's coming up in me. Whereas what needs to happen is I need to sit there, right? The one who's feeling uh, insecure. I need to sit there and look at my insecurities. You know, he's working a lot and I'm just, I'm feeling really angry at him. I wonder what that's about. Spoiler alert, it's not about him. It's my anger. That is my anger. So there's, there's no, he makes me so angry. That is not a thing. Nobody makes you feel anything. There are people who have relatives die and don't feel anything. Not saying that's awesome. It doesn't matter. You know, whatever. It is what it is. But, but if you, you know, if you don't, you know, you're, you're, oh, you know, he makes me so angry. So he does that every time and it makes me mad. He knows it makes me mad and he does it anyway. It's not making you mad. What is it that's creating anger in you out of that situation? What is it that he's reminding you of that's then eliciting anger? Okay? Because to do anything else is, is embracing a little bit of that victimhood. Right? It's not my fault I feel this way. He's the one doing all these things. Well, in any moment, there's an infinite way, number of ways that we can react to any given situation. You're choosing anger out of all of those infinite. And I know it's not a conscious choice, of course. You're just feeling angry, right? But it's, but it's incredibly powerful. It's incredibly powerful. Because at that point, you know, it looks like it's inevitable. Those emotions look like they're inevitable. Um, but, but, but they're actually not. It's like, hmm, he's working a lot. I know I'm feeling, I'm, I feel really insecure. I'm going to explore that. Hmm. Hey, Domini. Yes, Domini. 
why is it that you think that, uh, you know, why is he uh, feeling so insecure? Why am I so mad at him? What, is he, what exactly has he done that's made me so angry? Well, he's working. Uh, is that unreasonable for a person to do? No. No, I guess not in itself. Okay, so then what's really making this say? Well, I, every time he chooses to stay at work, I feel abandoned. Is he abandoning you? No, he's just working. Do I feel abandoned? Yes, and that's very real. That's very important. It's just not because of him. Okay, so then we go a level deeper. Hmm, I wonder what it is that, you know, why is it that when he goes to work, I feel abandoned? And we work our way backwards. Hmm. You know, dad always used to go to work. You know, we always during, you know, we always miss, miss bedtime story time. And I remember mom saying that bedtime story time should be both parents and it wasn't. And so I felt that he should be there and he wasn't. And every time he wasn't, I felt alone. I mean, I'm making stuff up, but this is like a total, you know, this is very likely. Okay. So every time my husband leaves, you know, stay, chooses to stay late at work, I feel slighted. I feel abandoned. I feel left. And those are all things that I felt when I was a child. Again, this is not me personally. This is just in the scenario that I felt as a child when dad didn't show up for me. I did not get what I needed in that moment, in that way as a child. And so I've held on to that. If a man chooses work over me, that means he's abandoning me. He does not love me. Okay, well, if you don't even know that you're carrying that belief around in your head, then yeah, it's going to piss you off. And then you're going to get angry at your husband, whose fault this is not, <laughs> right? Which is not to say that something needs to be adjusted, but the insecurity is not created from that interaction. Okay, you're triggered. You're being triggered from something from way back. Does that make sense? So then, we, so then we're fighting about the wrong thing. And that's why, that's why the, the subconscious work has to be done. You have to go back in your life and see what created these issues that are, are pervasive in your life today. Something created them, okay? Something happened where you went, you know, this is terrible, right? I mean, a parent not showing up for a time that's really important to you, that leaves a mark on a kid, right? On, on some kids, some kids won't even notice. So don't worry about like wounding your children or not wounding your children because that's, uh, that's an inevitable thing. Um, but, but that does leave a mark, right? And so then they come into my office, you know, 30 years later and they say, God, you know, she's, she's always working and I think I'm going to leave them. Like, okay, let's work our way back. You know, you may need to, you know, end the marriage for, for legitimate reasons, but let's not end it for non-legitimate reasons, shall we? You know, if he's being an asshole about it, you know, if you're like, not that that's a reason to leave him, it's not, but. You know, if, you know, I've told him a bunch of times and we've talked about it, we've communicated, I've told him what I need and fine, handle your own shit first. Because otherwise what you're going to do is you're going to attract this relationship into your life again. Okay, you're going to lose this guy. You're going to feel all superior about it and very right. I'm very right. He was always working. I had to leave. Sure, fine. You decided to leave. Well, guess what? You haven't solved that problem in yourself. So the next guy you attract is going to do the exact same goddamn thing. 
because you're the child part of your brain that got, you know, kind of screwed over when you were a baby is trying to recreate the situation with your father and have a different outcome. Three guesses how well that works, ever. Fact of the matter is that while you're acting out of these defenses, while you are coming from a place of insecurity from a time that was not now, you will be unable to address the situation in the moment. You'll be unable to fix the problem. You will never, ever have a relationship with a man who does not leave you for work, okay? Because you're subconsciously creating the same thing over and over and over again. So until you work out what the problem really is, it's not going to be any change. It's not going to be any change at all. So that's what this is really about. Okay. This is about finding out who you are, finding out what happened to you when you were young, finding out why it is that you can't attract this relationship that you really want. Okay. But there's always a reason. I never fall back on, oh, I just, I can't. Something wrong with me, or that's a cop out. Do your work. It's in there somewhere. This is literally what I do. I've been doing it for 20 years. And I've changed many, many lives. And my life's been changed through this work massively. Okay. Because then once you do find out, you go, oh, turns out it's not any of my three past husbands. It's actually this experience I had with my dad where I got really you know, where I, I felt abandoned, then you heal that wound in yourself. And then guess what? You're not attracted to the guys who work anymore. You're not. You don't want them. They, they, just, they just won't do it for you. It won't even be a conscious thought like that man works a lot. I think I won't go. You won't even need to. You will not be drawn because you're no longer acting from that child place that's trying to recreate this childhood hurt. Okay? You're now acting as an adult. Here's who I am. I understand that you work a lot. You know what? It's actually really not that big of a deal. Or it is, and I need to make that a choice. But now there's no more panic. There's no more like, oh my God, like if you don't you know, do this, and you don't love me, and uh, it doesn't have all this other meaning because you're no longer triggered. Now you're just responding to the situation. Again, this is the reality. How do you want to respond? Okay. And if you analyze that response, that's where the goal is, okay? That's where you start learning about yourself and you start you know, moving through things and then you fundamentally begin to change and in a positive and good way. You become more yourself. It's an incredible, incredible, um, incredible transformation to see, like coming out of a cocoon and becoming a butterfly. It's really quite extraordinary. So that was what I really wanted to speak with you about today. I'm glad we got uh, at least one question answered. I think I, I chatted over the rest and I apologize. We'll do some more later. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you found that useful and I look forward to speaking with you more in the future. Take very good care. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.